Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Toast and Happy Monday. Hope everyone had a fabulous, fabulous weekend. Hey, Jax, how you doing? I'm darn good. I personally am one of those who had a fabulous weekend. It was my birthday this weekend, as most of you know. I was in New York. It was just so incredible. I don't even know where to begin. Yesterday was my actual birthday and I flew home and I don't identify with yesterday as my birthday. Like my birthday was Friday, Saturday and it was everything and more. No, like I can't lie to you waking up yesterday. Like the fact that it was your birthday, like was not top of mind for me because it had been your birthday for like four days. Right. And it wasn't top of mind for me either. Like I wasn't looking for anything. Like I got all my birthday celebrations out. So yesterday was just a travel day. And then I came home and I did get to celebrate with the Shapiros. And that was really special. So that felt like birthday. But it was an amazing weekend, you guys. Like, I just had such a ball. I had a ball too. Like, we did so many activities for your B-Day. Of course, Saturday night, like, we went to the club. McClurbia went to the club, which isn't crazy, but Jackie O also went to the club. Now, I can't lie, she didn't stay the whole time, but she was at the club, and the club was not okay. I was at the club. You guys made a shrewd move by choosing a restaurant that is on top of a club, like, so it really cost me nothing to go plus Mm -hmm. we went to Acme which plays really good music most of the time so I was in the mood to listen to music do a little dance make a little love you know get down tonight like I wouldn't have wanted to be like at the clubs in Ibiza listening to house music but to listen to some good tunes with some great gals it was a great night I mean dinner was the highlight of my night and the, the biggest chunk of my night we went to a fabulous new restaurant called the nines and it was just like it was really Ellen. a perfect New York City weekend. Like and, you did and that all was a things. perfect New York City night. Yeah. Also, I loved the weekend because it was a great combo. My favorite trips are trips where I'm like working and playing because then I feel like I'm not Productive. just laying around like a stick useless person. Stick flash, aka useless person. So it was so productive. We did toast. We had the Amazon event. Then we had like so much fun. I got to see all my friends. We partied down. We had so much family time. You know, it was autumn in New York, which is the best season in New York. Except like it's literally 70, 80 degrees here. I was just having this conversation. Like, you know, it's the first week in November. A lot of people are putting up their Christmas trees, which I totally endorse. Like the second Halloween is over, if I was celebrating Christmas, like my ass would be decorating at midnight. But to put up a Christmas tree and then go outside and it's 75 degrees, like is so unnatural to me. It's so fucking hot here. Like it has to stop. Yeah, Saturday was a, Saturday was a little warm for me. 
given that I was looking forward to a New York chill, but I won't complain. No, an NYC, a New York chill. NYC. The shimmer of Times Square. Thank you so much for celebrating your birthday here with us. We enjoyed it immensely. I had a fabulous time. I hope you feel celebrated and I hope you feel 30. You're 30, flirty and thriving. I do. I feel so fulfilled. I I want for nothing more for my birthday. Thank you to everyone. Okay, wait. So now um, that you're 30, Mm -hmm. is it everything like Jenna Rink said it would be? I definitely feel 30, obviously. Flirty question mark? I don't know. No. And thriving? Yes, I do. But she was a different sort of 30. Like, she was 30 flirty and thriving. You know, she was dating hockey players. She was running around town. And I just, I feel like 30 fulfilled and thriving. Yeah, like, in terms of her career, Jenna Rink was definitely 30. But in terms of her social life, she was acting more like a 22-year-old, you know? No, not 22, because, like, she was acting in a mature way. She was acting like a 26-year-old. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, truckers for also, Jenna Rink. Truckers for Jenna Rink are outside. I'm a trucker for Jenna Rink. That's for damn sure. Big time. Big time magazine editor. <laughs> um, however, I wanted to say that in addition to obviously spending so much wonderful time with you this weekend, I also consumed a lot of content. I, t- I watched a Selena Gomez documentary and I know we have a story about Selena, so I'm going to put my thoughts on the documentary in the story. And I just want to say like, it's not whatever, like I completely disagree with what everyone's saying about this documentary. I have some pretty, pretty harsh thoughts and you know, I'm like a Selena girly now. So I'm, I'm coming at this from like a place of love. I'm looking forward to it. And I haven't seen the documentary, so I'm not going to speak on it as much. But the vibe that I'm getting from what I've seen is that it's lacking in certain areas. Um, and we'll get into it. And, and I do look forward to hearing your thoughts. It might corroborate what I was feeling based I on what I've seen. I definitely thought it was lacking in many areas. And I think what people are taking away from the documentary is so wrong. Like they're focusing on the wrong things. Um, so we'll dive into it when we talk about the Francia Raisa stuff, which like has, is just a pop culture story that I will never stop being interested in. Yeah. I guess I could ask you the question when we do the story, but I might as well ask now. Were they friends before Francia was famous and then like Francia became famous? Like are they home friends or fame friends? I believe that they're fame friends, but like. That makes it even so- crazier, the story then. No, Selena, like, fully, um, like, didn't mention her in the documentary, which is part of the reason. Yes, but I didn't, I'll explain my confusion after. I, for some reason, thought they were home friends, Mm -hmm. and then Francia, like, became an actress on her own after being a friend of Selena. No, there's really not a lot of, like, background on how the two know each other. That's why when we all found out that Francia was the one who gave her a kidney, we were all like, what? Yeah, and Francia was in Life Size, too. Was she? Life size two, sorry. Oh. Number two. Oh, not not life size comma two. Not life size as well. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Okay. Um, well, I didn't know that. And I didn't see life size two, so I truly don't care. Big difference. Huge. Um, I also watched Love is Blind. I know you're obsessed. I'm obsessed because like it's really such a good show. And I think like I lost a lot of faith in the series after season two because it was so fucking bad. Um, But this season, like, they found just, like, a crazy, delusional, honestly unwell group of people, specifically the men, and it's making for some wonderful television. They are dropping episodes episodically, which is, like, 
why? Really why? Like we all moved on from episodic drops thanks to Netflix and now Netflix is bringing it back and now Hulu's doing it and it's fucking disrespectful. No, it's messed up. Netflix invented binging. Like they created addicts and Mm -hmm. now they're taking it away when we need it more than ever. Like we don't know how to function without binge watching shows. It affected how we watch shows, you know, Sunday night on ABC. Like that doesn't happen anymore because we're addicts of the binge and now you just want to Bring back healthy habits. Bring back healthy habits. I don't think so. Healthy habits, not interested. Healthy habits, less than unhealthy habits. Healthy habits, I don't know her. <laughs> um, I do want to update everyone, just like a quick wellness update. I'm feeling much better than I was on the episode on Friday. Thank you to everyone who was um patient with me um my lack of energy you know I do have like a little bit of like a a stuffy nose and now I'm thinking like maybe I was getting sick I'm fine um it was just like a low energy day everyone has them not everyone has billions of people watching depending on your energy right that's obviously different but I'm feeling much better they're energy dependent I don't know what got into me on Friday but I'm feeling much better it was a fry nay Ooh, not the fry nay because it wasn't a fry, yay. And it wasn't a stry day. And I think that therein lies the problem. Therein, heretofore, moving forward, lies the problem. A problem has arisen. Problem. Found. <laughs> I couldn't keep going. It's fine. It has to end at some point. Unfortunately, yes, it does. Unfortunately. Um, so we've got a great show. We've got good stories, some sad some interesting um lots was happening over the weekend in our personal lives but also in the lives of others and we can't wait to dissect it all with you here at the toast also i don't know if you can see mcclardia because my computer screen is far away but i am wearing your gift oh no i didn't see i got jackie the most sickening you know how we like well jackie like found this necklace and i copied her and then i immediately started acting different made the necklace like my personality and the necklace was like you know not real gold or anything so um for her 30th birthday I was inspired by that necklace and I decided you know let's get the real let's thing let's take it up a notch let's take it up a notch so I got it from this new like indie boutique store it's called channel I don't know if you guys have heard of it um a lot of people actually mix up their stuff with our merch which is I, I like I could see why it yeah. really looks similar um it's from Chanel and it's so sick and I'm so glad you're wearing it it's so sick but like it's not because Chanel jewelry it's not real gold like it's still like metal i'm sorry what like you kept saying like it's it's um the other necklace wasn't real gold but this isn't real gold sorry to call you out okay first of all like <laughs> don't be rude okay no, i'm not trying to be rude just don't be fucking rude you ungrateful wench <laughs> and two um what no because that's the point of chanel jewelry we always say this i mean it's so cute it i mean i'm obsessed with take the necklace out of it i'm obsessed with this necklace i'm wearing it today like i can't stop look how look how sickening but the chanel jewelry is costume (laughs) so then why isn't it like a dollar because you're paying for the chanel name so What you're saying is that I've been hoodwinked. But you knew that. Remember that time we got earrings at Chanel? Yeah, we were like, no, no. They felt like a low price for something Chanel, but it's actually a high price for a piece of plastic. Though this isn't plastic. This is real stuff. <laughs> I 
Am I rock? Am I rocking your world or insulting you or both? I'm past the insult because now I'm just like focused on the price that I paid for metal. I but I think it's um like gold plated. Plated. Yeah. Great. I didn't look into it, um, but I love it so much. <laughs> I just didn't want like anyone to like go into the store and then be like, they said it was real gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they said it on that podcast that I listened to, and they're always right about everything. They've yeah. never been wrong. They've never been wrong. No. Okay, well, enjoy your metal necklace. No, I hope you stop. don't wear it to I'm- the airport anytime soon. <laughs> No, I love it. It's literally so sickening. And I'm mostly so flattered that you didn't keep it for yourself because it's so you too. So I was literally checking out with this pink wallet that was like so cute and so you. And like you could really wear it as like a clutch too. It was like a big wallet. Um, And then I saw the necklace. I'm like, oh, look, something for me. (laughs) And then I was thinking like if I want to get it for myself, that means it would make an excellent 30th birthday gift. And you would have liked the wallet and you would have used it. But like it wasn't that special. Mm Mm-hmm. I was leaning towards it because it was like half the price and I was just like being cheap. Um, But I I feel good. I feel good. I made the right decision. Thank you so much. No, I truly, I love it. I actually, I made out with, um, it was a big necklace birthday for me. You made out like a bandit with everyone. Yeah, I got really great gifts, but like um, I got some really great necklaces specifically. Because you're like a neck, when I think of jewelry, like you don't really wear a ton of jewelry. You Mm -hmm. really just wear necklaces. Yeah, that's really the only time I like switch it up. Uh, especially if you, I have like my things that I wear every day, but if I'm ever going to add like an accent piece to like compliment an outfit, it's only ever going to be a necklace. Oh, speaking of, I just wanted to like make a PSA to like all the reporters who are watching today's episode. I did forget to wear my wedding ring. Um, things are fine at home. I just forgot. And you know, people are always speculating. It's like so exhausting, like living. Can I ask you something? Like, does this have any, do you think that this forgetting to wear your ring has anything to do with seeing Tyler C on Thursday night. I mean, I would be remiss to not at least acknowledge like on some subconscious level, maybe I did, you know, not put on my ring for that reason. Um, But no, actually I also watched Amy Schumer on SNL and the skits were like actual trash, but her opening monologue was some of the funniest shit I've ever heard in my life. It was so relatable because she was talking about how like, you know, after she gave birth, her doctor was like, no sex for six weeks. Like really stressing, like no sex till at least six weeks. Like you got to hold off. And she's like, oh, okay. Like what about six years? Like it's not happening. And then she was talking about like marital sex and how it's like kind of weird because like, you know, in an ideal marriage, you like know your partner so well, you know everything about them. You're so connected. They're like family. They're like a brother. (laughs) So it's like, (laughs) you're going to fuck your brother. (laughs) And then she was like, you can't even, it's like, you know each other so well, you can't even be like sexy talk because you know, your partner's like, I'm gonna, and it's like, no, you're not. No, you're not. Like, I know, <laughs> I know you so well. You're not going to fucking do that. Jackie, me and Ben were cackling. It was so funny. I actually, like, really fell off on Amy Schumer. Like, I feel like she just, like, like wasn't, like, top of mind for me when it came to female comedians. She was so fucking funny. Oh, my God. It was, it was like, brilliant. That is so funny. One. And two, you know, Dana's obsessed with Amy Schumer. 
Um, I called her last night to talk and she was like reciting Amy's jokes. She sees Amy all over town. And when Amy practices her material, some of which she used in the monologue, Dana has heard it five times already. Right. So Dana goes to every single one of Amy's shows in New York, but a lot of them are at the Comedy Cellar. And sometimes she like pops up at the Comedy Cellar. Dana goes to the Comedy Cellar all the time in hopes of seeing Amy. And I think, and she's like met her on the, like ran into her on the street a few times. I think she has like two selfies with her. But Dana's always front row at all of her shows. And Amy, like, knows her face. And one time, Amy was doing her set, which she's, like, been working on. And she was doing the punchline, which she's done a lot of times in front of Dana. And she actually gave the mic to Dana. And Dana finished the joke for her because she knows her set backwards and forwards. So fucking funny. And when I had my um, funny bone subway uh, panic attack, vitiligo, what's it called? Yeah, something like that. No, vitiligo, I think that's a skin disease. Whatever, when I like fainted on the train, the same thing happened to Dana and she was on her way (laughs) for to see Amy Schumer. She's always on her way to see Amy Schumer. No, and you know what? Like I totally get the hype. Oh my God, it was so funny. Oh, this is what else I was going to say about what Amy's monologue is about, which I need to watch. But it reminds me of in this book called In Five Years, which I don't think you've ever read, but it's a snitch's choice. And we mm-hmm. read it for the redheads. And she's in this like long term relationship and like things are boring, whatever. And like one time in the bed, like he does something new and it like mm-hmm. actually set off a red flag in her head. Like, where did you where learn did you that? learn this? Yes. Where we don't do that. You must have gotten me confused with your other with, girl. With some other bitch. Yeah. So oh my, that's funny. That's the other thing. If he says like, I'm going to do this, this. And it's like, we don't do that. Well, right. No. Who are you doing that with? Who are you talking to? No, it was so funny. So kudos. And then Dave Chappelle is next week on SNL. And that I'm excited about. Sweet. And who was the musical performer? Someone I had not heard of who was really stunning and truly, truly talented. Like it was giving rhythm and blues, like he played guitar and he sang. I think his name was Steve Lacey. Oh, cool. Also, no, it was good stuff. switching gears for a second, because we've been listening to a lot of Midnight's and we had a huge mm-hmm. conversation at dinner about our favorite songs. But there is one song on the album. And have people said to you that there's one song that sounds like 100 percent? Yeah, 100 percent. Yes. Maroon. Yes. Maroon. Jackie, a lot of people have Claudia, said that to me. Like, I know I sound crazy. No, no, no. You know that one of my special skills is listening to a song and 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 being able to tell you like what it sounds what it like references Refer- what it references or what it sounds like and then if you went and listened to both songs like you would see the similarities and on my own I came to the conclusion that maroon and 100% are very sonically similar no I I know okay. like I don't want to keep talking about it because people are going to be like Claudia you're literally mentally you're not Ill you never delusional. by the way you didn't mention it you haven't said it on the show I came to this conclusion on my own and I got like a thousand DMs from people who listened to Midnight's for the first time. They're like, I swear to God, when Maroon started playing, I thought it was 100%. No, it's like when she finishes the first verse, it's like, duh, duh. it sounds like what we're about to say 100%. Yeah. But instead she says something else. 100%. 100%. Thank you for bringing that up. You're welcome. Um, so we've got a great, great, great show all throughout the great war. Well, let's quickly talk about what are your favorites for Midnight's? My favorites for Midnight's, now that I've, you were playing it a lot while you were here, so it got me familiar with some songs, and then I listened intentionally with my headphones to the whole album, and these were the ones that I saved. Bigger Than the Whole Sky. Yes. The Great War. So good. Mastermind. So good. Question. 
Yes. Even though the chorus makes me cringe a little bit and makes me feel like I'm in seventh grade, like I'm playing seven minutes in heaven. Okay. And Midnight Rain. Um, honorable mention to You're On Your Own, Kid. You like Paris. And Paris. I'm so in love that I might stop breathing. Drew a map on your bedroom ceiling. So good. So good. So good. The album's so good. Um, and we're so good. Like, you know. Yeah. So now without further ado, do, 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 do. Here are the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. I dropped my fuck. Hold on. You dropped your fuck. Do it again. Good. Because I messed up too. Okay. Now without further ado, here are the fast five stories that you need to know. I didn't hear it. but Stone I, in. But I'm sure it was Hopefully good. the microphone picked it up. I'm sure the microphone did. Oh no. Now I hear it. All right, and <clears throat> I have just so much to do, like my little gadgets, my cards. Don't drop your curds. Today's, today's episode is it's sponsored by Canva for Teams. Creating visual content is an essential part of what we do here at The Toast, but the creative process hasn't always been that easy. You know, Jackie nor I are great or talented graphic designers. We know our skills, and that's not one of them. So when it comes time to making content for social media, for Instagram, YouTube thumbnails, things like that, it's never really been something we've gotten good at until we discovered Canva and were able to be making these most sickening graphic designs with literally five minutes. So ever since we found Canva for Teams, it has been easy to collaborate and design with our team, which makes the whole process so much more creative and fun. Canva for Teams is a design platform that makes it easy for anyone to create stunning content in any format. From social media posts to videos, presentations, and websites, the endless templates and premium fonts, photos, graphics, and videos add personality and edge to our team's content. And being able to use like all, all the different members of your team using the same Canva account is so great because like we have all these different templates for like Patreon, for guest cards, and sometimes Jackie will make it, sometimes I will make it, so we can be working on the same template um, and seeing each other's changes. It's really smart. They also have um, featured designs for brand consistency. Canva for Teams makes it easy to maintain your aesthetic. You can add your own logos, your own fonts, your colors, anything you create. So when we rebranded, we have obviously a whole new brand story different logos different colors and we can import all of that into canva which is sickening um they streamline how we do our social media we can plan create and share social content directly to all of our channels from one place and we can even schedule posts ahead of time so collaborate with canva for teams right now you can get a free 45 day extended trial when you go to canva.me slash toast that's c-a-n-v-a dot m-e slash toast for a free 45 day extended trial canva.me slash toast today's episode is also sponsored by go macro go macro macro bars are made from simple high quality ingredients and are packed with organic gluten-free deliciousness they're available in 16 mouth-watering flavors macro bars are able to keep you fueled throughout the day fun fact for the longest time i thought that it was go macro um because i'm really not that smart so macro bars are made from simple high quality ingredients they are certified organic vegan vegan gluten-free kosher non-gmo clean and soy free they make delicious bars and they also make a positive change towards a better planet they've partnered with TerraCycle to create a national recycling program for the wrappers of the go macro bars once they're collected TerraCycle processes the wrappers back into raw material that can be used to make items like park benches playgrounds and deck material i know you have like a go macro bar pretty much every day before the toast it's like your favorite thing ever. 
It is. They are my favorite bars because they are the only bars that actually make me full enough Mm -hmm. like to have as a meal replacement or as a big snack. They're also so tasty and they're just like filled with stuff that's actually going to make you full and not eating like junk Mm -hmm. air. They are far and away my favorite bars. I've been eating them for a few years now. She would always call them Go Macro when I would have them in the (laughs) office. And now she's had to say them properly because I'm so excited that they are a sponsor. You can get your hands on delicious plant-based protein bars by going to gomacro.com and you can use promo code TOAST for 30% off plus free shipping on all orders over $50. So that's gomacro, G-O-M-A-C-R-O.com, code TOAST for 30% off plus free shipping on all orders over $50 hairs. Great. Thank you so much, Claudia. Two premium sponsors so far. Canva, by the way. I don't know if you guys know this, but the redheads are actually powered by Canva. I did know that. You should put that in your bio, powered by Canva. Yeah, maybe. We have a lot going on in our bio. We got to say the new book. We got to explain what the fuck it is. No, it's so true. The thing about like being a mogul on social media is really figuring out what pertinent information goes into your bio. Yeah. Because I just recently did like a, a haul, like an overhaul of my bio because I wanted to include like founder of Spritz, Toast News Network, host of the Morning Toast, um, but then also like a funny one-liner, you know? So what'd you go with? You know what? I actually don't remember because it wasn't funny and I couldn't think of anything. Oh, not like other girlies. That's cute, but like the NLOG era is almost over, so I am going to have to come up with something else. Yeah, let me think for you. I'll sound off in the comments for anyone who has a good idea for what I should make my bio. Like it used to be like talk shit for a living. My Claude with no job bio is Facetune fan page, and I think that's funny, and I'll never change it. Um, but I'm constantly feeling uninspired when it comes to Instagram bios. It's really hard. Yeah. What about McClardia's page? Yeah, that's that's definitely on my on the short list of contenders. I actually was thinking about changing my bio soon, too. What's yours? Big Time Magazine editor. It's so good. Yeah, now I'm 30. I have to keep oh, it. Oh, literally. Literally. Okay, our first story. Some really sad news. Aaron Carter, the musician and former child star, has died at the age of 34. Aaron Carter, the former child pop star known for his albums Aaron's Party and Love, has died. People confirms and TMZ was the first to report the news. He was 34 years old. The musician was found dead Saturday morning at his house in Lancaster, California. A spokesperson for the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department told people that a body was discovered just before 11 a.m., but police initially did not officially identify the victim. A rep for Aaron's has declined to comment, but noted a statement will be released shortly by the family and management at the time. And since then, his family members have put out tributes. Nick put out something on Instagram, as did Aaron's twin sister, Angel. And last night, the Backstreet Boys had a concert in London where they paid many tributes to Aaron. It was very emotional. It's so sad, you know? I feel like, especially because I was just like watching and reading a lot about Matthew Perry, who's like a huge advocate for um, addiction. I just feel like over the last couple of years, we've just like watched Aaron Carter like spiral, um, like from afar. And in a way, when I heard this, like it's so sad and it's so shocking because he's so young. But knowing he's been dealing with this, it like wasn't that surprising. Um, And it's just really sad. And I believe that Nick Carter, they also lost a sister to addiction. So, um, and and I know that they had a very strained relationship. I think, um, I don't think they've even spoken in many years. And I think that's the case for a lot of people whose siblings deal with addiction. Um, like you don't know how to help them and, and they write you off and 
and you just have to wait for them to come to you. And unfortunately, that like wasn't able to happen for Nick and Aaron. And it's really sad. And I saw yeah. all the tributes. I did think it was like a little bizarre that the Backstreet Boys didn't cancel their concert, not to be shady, but to each their own. Everyone grieves in their own way. I agree. Um, but maybe given that they hadn't had a relationship in a long time. I know. It's like how, I know, but Nick felt like he could still perform but, and then like grieve afterwards. Yeah. I mean, he broke down on stage like many times. Like he was clearly mm-hmm. like, it's okay to cancel shows. Yeah. So um, it's just so sad. Like so sad, so young. I think so many of us have like an, a memory. Like for me, it's Aaron's party. Like that song, I still know every single word. I think a lot of people like fell in love with him when he was Lizzie McGuire's first kiss. And then a lot of people shared um, Hillary Duff's statement to Aaron because they like had dated and they were like you know teen icons so we all have like associated like childhood memories with him and it's really sad yeah she had posted I'm deeply sorry that life was so hard and that you had to struggle in front of the whole world you had a charm that was absolutely effervescent boy did my teenage self love you deeply sending love to your family at this time rest easy I think that's an absolutely beautiful statement um no it's for someone who shared so much history with him Right. And I think like she, Hillary kind of like speaks for all of us because like we all wanted to be Lizzie McGuire when her first kiss was in Aaron Carter's dressing room. Like, so I think. Also, wasn't Aaron Carter the guy that like came, like was the reason why like Hillary Duff and like Lindsay Lohan, they like fought over him, right? Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. No, I don't remember that. But like, it's entirely possible that that was the case. Um, It's just, it's really sad. It's yeah, really sad. That's like the really only thing sad. that you can say. Mm-hmm. Um, I also didn't know that the Backstreet Boys were sti- like on currently on a tour. Like I know that they reunite a lot and they, they're always in Vegas and like doing iHeartRadio stuff, but they're like work. They're a working band. Yeah, no, that's, I was actually having that same thought because I'm, when I saw all the, the tributes, I'm like, oh, I guess I didn't realize they were on tour. And I just then started thinking about how they're like, they're pretty much like eternally on like a reunion tour. Um, and ha- do they put out, I feel like they put out su- like singles here and there, but do they put out new albums and stuff? I don't think so. Like, I think they play the hits like kind of how, what's that band that Donnie Wahlberg is in new kids on the block. Mm-hmm. Like they're always doing like cruises and arena tours for like their OG fans. They don't like do, the mo- they don't do any more than that. They don't try and get new fans with new music. They just like have this really kind of insane core fan base and they make a great living off of touring all around the world and without like ever doing more. Yeah. So they play. It's interesting. Yeah. And I, I was just thinking about them in comparison to NSYNC because that was like the, you know, the division of our childhood was were you an NSYNC or a Backstreet Boys girly? And if you would have told me that like, you know, 25 years later, the Backstreet Boys would like still be touring and none of the members of NSYNC would still be talking to one another, like I would cry, you know? Yeah. Also, it reminds me, did you see this weekend that the Spice Girls, four out of five, were reunited for Jerry's birthday? No. And they were like, let me guess everything. who wasn't there. I think it was Mel B. I didn't see her oh. in the pictures, but maybe she was there and she Wait, just, Mel B I didn't see that many pictures. Scary Spice, Mel C is Sporty yes. Spice. Yes. Yes. One of so the- maybe she was there. There weren't that much, there wasn't that much stuff that came out yet, but like there were a few videos, like they played Spice Girls on the dance floor and the girls were dancing together, singing, like giving everything. That's so cute. I would have assumed Posh wouldn't go. No, she was this everywhere, like giving everything. I'm giving you everything. And that was the song that was playing. Wait, that's like iconic. And she was so, in, she was so into it and David was on the floor too. David was on the floor? 
David was on the dance floor. I've got to credit um, Bitch Be With You for highlighting this. I, I love that Instagram account. Obsessed. Um, also, like the Beckhams had a big weekend because Nicola and Brooklyn hosted a party, like a very small party at their apartment for her house for Selena Gomez to congratulate her on her documentary. And I was just shook. Like, I don't know how those two know each other. Yes, I was shook to see that too. Brooklyn like cooked up some stuff for the girls. LARPing as a chef again. Nicola said the food was amazing, of course. Of course. I actually watched a reel of him making fish and chips recently. And he made a funny joke because he really, he made like he fried the fish and he made his own French fries for the sandwich. Like he sliced the potatoes, he fried them, everything. And then he put all of it on on two slices of bread to make the sandwich. And this bread was untoasted. And so, um... He made the caption, like, the headline, Brooklyn uses, like, can't even toast bread. That's funny. Um, I do like when people, like, play into what people say about them online. Yeah. I would have tried his fish and chips. No, I really don't fuck with fish and chips. I feel, I think I would like it. God must like have for, spent for me. a little more time on you. Is that InSync or Backstreet Boys? Thank you, Claudia. That's so nice of you to say. Was that InSync or Backstreet Boys? It was so unexpected. Was that InSync or Backstreet Boys? Backstreet Boys, because it's good. Okay, I'm like staring at um, my camera, and I'm like almost 100% sure like I'm hella slanted. There's a chance I am too. We had to rearrange our setups today to go... From two to one, unlike when two become one. And it it could be, I'm looking at it, it looks fine. This is what I was saying. The image I see looks fine. The lens is crooked. Yeah. No, I'm just seeing like a crazy visual. But you know what? We'll figure it out in post. We'll figure it out in post. So that's what the Spice Girls were up to this weekend. And really, like, sending well wishes to the Carter family. I feel like they've been through a lot, and that's really sad. Yeah, incredibly sad. Next story, Selena. You got to keep an eye out for Selena because mm, she's hitting back. But I got to keep back. an eye out for Selena. I wonder if she even knows about that lyric. A hundred percent she does. Is it something in popular culture that other people yes, say yes. and post on TikTok? Oh, it's oh, it's okay. a TikTok sound. Oh, Amazing. Like if anybody ever posts like something like their kid has like one eye open, people are going to be like, oh, he's keeping an eye out for Selena. Amazing. I love that for everyone. Selena Gomez hits back at Francia Reyes' reaction to her Taylor Swift comment. Selena hit back at Francia after the actress commented interesting, quote, she said interesting, on a post highlighting Gomez's statement about Taylor Swift being her only friend in the industry. Okay, they're like so, making this confusing. E! News, yes. e! News posted a quote that Selena had said in an interview that like, you know, she's not really made for this life and like so many of the people you meet, yada, yada. And really Taylor Swift is like her only true actual friend in the industry. Francia Risa commented and quickly deleted, interesting, being like, well, I'm a celebrity and we're friends, friendly enough that I gave you my kidney, like whatever. Interesting. Interesting. So everyone then, was all up in arms because then everyone realized that Francia doesn't follow Selena Gomez on Instagram anymore and she hasn't for quite some time, but Selena still follows Francia. Yes. Then, like I think someone was recapping this situation. On and Selena, Selena commented, sorry, I didn't mention every person I know. Okay. So I want to say that that the tweet the the quote from selena about taylor swift like really had nothing to do with francia like i think that it wasn't like an intentional dig at francia but like francia 
was probably still reeling over the fact that she was completely, completely unmentioned in the documentary. They glaze over the kidney transplant and they put a picture of like a tabloid that has a picture of Francia and Selena and it says Francia. Selena doesn't utter a word about Francia, about the fact that her friend was a match. Um, and understandably, like, that is upsetting to Francia. So Francia is, like, definitely reaching, being like, this is rude, because, like, she was just making a statement, like, it's not about you. Um, no, but it's the fact that either they're not friends, um, which is weird if one gave the other a kidney, or it's the fact that, yes, you're trying to say something nice about Taylor, but the fact that I didn't, it didn't even cross your mind, and I am in the industry, and I am your friend, and I did, did, did give you a kidney, also says a lot. No, but then Selena's response, this comment, is so rude mm -hmm. and so dismissive and, like, beyond, in my opinion. Like, this bitch gave you a motherfucking kidney. She could really say whatever the fuck she wants, and you have to oblige. Like, you do. Yeah. And you're not. It's not even like she just said interesting, by the way. Right. No, like Selena really is so wrong for this. And I have long thought there's something so bizarre to me about this kidney situation. Like how these two became friends. Like we only found out they were even friends after the kidney was given. Then they were like never spotted together again. Now this like I have so many questions when it comes to the, the kidney transfer. And now people like are pulling up like interviews that Francia has done talking about the situation where it's like she doesn't even seem like all that happy to have done it. You know, she's telling the story of the she knew she was a match and she didn't tell Selena yet. She like was processing it. Um, and then I guess like the doctor told Selena, which I feel like is like a HIPAA violation. And Selena called Francia and was like, oh, my God, you're a match. And Francia like had known and was waiting to tell Selena her decision and then felt, you know, like kind of awkward on the phone. Um so it doesn't feel like even at the time when they were quote unquote friends, like it was really like a, like a good situation. Two things. One, that's literally that episode of Curb where Larry gives his kidney to um, Richard. Yeah. Two, how do, and why did, how did it go where Francia even got tested for Selena? Like if they're That's just the like thing. friendly. So the documentary, we know nothing. We literally know nothing. So the ancillary information we know makes no sense. Like how many people got tested for Selena? Like her close friends and family. So they were close friends. I guess. And now they are not. I guess. Though a kidney was given. And that raises questions. And here's the thing. This is my issue. A documentary is supposed to answer questions. And from what I'm seeing, a lot of questions haven't been answered. And a lot of situations that were really big have been glazed over or not mentioned at all. And that's just not the point of a documentary. Okay. To, that's going to be like really exp getting into everything. So that was my general takeaway from the documentary. It was like I was expecting to walk away with like clarity and like Selena being like 100% transparent about everything because that's the point if you're not gonna and celebrities don't owe us their truth like uh, they don't no nope. but if you're putting they don't together, owe us a documentary no but if you're putting together a documentary like I expect the the full the full truth the full Monty um the so whole truth and nothing but the truth my general like overall takeaway was I don't feel like this really cleared anything up um not only pertaining to the kidney but to her whole 
you know, crisis in 2016 or 2017, um, I didn't feel like I walked away with a, a clear understanding of what actually went down. And, you know, there have been many rumors about what happened to her during that time. She canceled the revival tour and then like went into hiding and she had some sort of nervous breakdown. There has never been an actual clear explanation as to what happened. There were a lot of rumors that it had to do with the breakup with Justin. There was a lot of rumors that it had to do with the abuse of alcohol or drugs, allegedly. And then there was also the rumors about her mental health. And she alluded to those rumors. You know, she kept in the documentary putting paparazzi footage of her during that time where she canceled the tour. And there was, you know, paparazzi being like, Selena, are you drinking? Selena, is this about Justin? Selena, are you having a nervous breakdown? And they never answered those questions. So they, the documentary did explain that, you know, she had a, a full mental nervous breakdown, psychosis, um, during that time and sought treatment. But they didn't explain if any of the other things that people heard going around were true or not. Did it have to do with Justin? Did it have to do with some sort of addiction? None of that was discussed. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the fodder online as it pertains to Francia is that part of their friendship dissolution had to do with the fact that Francia gave Selena a kidney and then Selena continued to do some of the behavior that was bad for her kidney, like drinking alcohol. So yeah. none of that was cleared up for me. And everyone is obsessing over Raquel. So Raquel is Selena's friend who's a huge part of the documentary she goes with Selena everywhere she I literally assumed she was a paid employee she's not everyone in Selena's life is a paid employee except for Raquel Raquel is a friend um and a lot of people are like Raquel is toxic she's such a bad friend her and Selena like fight a couple times like they just like mint like they have like little verbal arguments um and everyone's like Selena needs to cut Raquel out she's so toxic yada yada and I'm like really that was not my takeaway. My takeaway was that Raquel is literally the only person in Selena's life who's not on her payroll, therefore can have an honest conversation when she thinks Selena's acting in a certain way because that's what friends do. Um, and honestly, I was really shocked by the way everyone in Selena's life like coddles her and like they do everything for her. Like they wake her up in the morning. Like she really didn't seem like she had any independence um, and maybe that's like the best thing for her after her, you know, struggles with mental health. But it just felt like everyone in her life is on the payroll, managers, assistants, makeup artists. So everyone is just like telling her what they want to hear. And Raquel is the only bitch who like really has nothing to gain other than just like being a good friend. And did she say everything she needed to say in the perfect way? No, but like that's not what friend does. I yeah. just I didn't think it was like that crazy especially given the fact that like it's a nice balance when everyone else in your life is just telling you what you want to hear. Right. And also everyone else in your life, if they are on your payroll, they need you to work. So yep. yeah, they're waking you up, which maybe like might be helpful if you're in a, a hard place mentally to do this and to do that. But maybe you shouldn't be doing this and doing that. But that doesn't work for them if they need to get paid. So it's so important to have people in your life who aren't being paid. I mean, I think that's what most lay people experience. Mm -hmm. But we see this with celebrities at different degrees. I mean, the highest degree, I think, is Britney, you know? Right. And it, it's giving that sort of energy where, like, everybody needs this person to work. Yep. And we're not going to listen to her body, to her mind, to her wants and needs because they conflict with what we want and what we need. A hundred percent and another thing that like I took away which was like if this was my documentary and I was like watching the final cut like I would have asked for like a few scenes to be taken out because I just look rude um like she 
she goes to uh, London and Paris to do promo and she hates doing promo. And I get it. It's like a million interviews in one day being like, what's your favorite dog? What would, like, it's so dumb. And she, Bruno. Duh. Yeah, one like, word answer. And she's Bruce. acknowledging like how stupid it is and how it's like she's putting out meaningful work, meaningful music, meaningful content. And like in order to get it seen, she has to go to London and like sit and be like, you know, what color is your childhood toothbrush? Like, I get it. But like the way she's like low key, so rude to like the people that like are doing the interviews and like work for. I just like I would never have kept that in because like I get it. She's she's oh she's constantly struggling. She's never doing what she wants to do, except when she went to uh, Africa. She was like so happy because she loves doing philanthropy. But any other time, she is upset at what she's doing. She is never doing what she wants to be doing, and I don't know what she would prefer to be doing. But she doesn't want to do promo. She like she she's just always unhappy with what she's doing because she. And she said, like, she hates being famous. So why is she doing it? Because the people around her are making her? No, because she feels this obligation, having this platform and having been through what she's been through, to, like, raise awareness about mental health. Her dream is to, like, have a, like, in the public school system, like, have the government have, like, some sort of uh, mental health curriculum as a part of schooling and like she met with the white house, like she's doing that. But in order to do that, she has to keep doing the other stuff like music and the Mm. idiotic stuff to like put her platform even bigger. But you don't think that she's reached a level. Like she has, she's one of the top five most followed people on Instagram. Like you don't just lose that influence when you don't put out a new album or you don't put it like she's there and she's permanent. Like, no, I agree. But I feel like no one around her will tell her that because they need her to work. Yeah. No, I... Mental health advocacy isn't going to pay their bills. Right, exactly. No, it was really, like, eye-opening, but not in the way I think the documentary intended for it to be. Um, It just left me with, like, this overall sadness for Selena. Like, I think she's deeply unhappy. Like, I... And I didn't see any time in the documentary except when she was in Africa where she felt happy. And, like, that's a sad way to live. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to watch it so that I can... There was one if I have any additional thoughts, I could share them. Hold on. Something important. Oh. So the documentary had footage from like 2016 when the Revival Tour started. Um, and I actually really liked that because I have... Re- like I had genuinely forgotten how like in 2016, 2017, like Selena Gomez was that bitch. Like her music was everywhere it was everything she had like like the footage was like really hyping her up and I just like forgot about that era for her because I feel like she's been so tied to like Justin and Haley like I forgot that like right out of Disney like she was this sensation this pop star and it was like this iconic tour and she was like fabulous it girl I just forgot about it and the footage was really like reminding me and it was like hyping it up but it just makes me sad because I feel like no one who experiences that, like every, or most people who experience it, like the fall after, like it just gets so bad afterwards, which just makes me think like that level of sickening in, you know, fame doing it all, like is not natural and that you can't, I, I it's hard to see someone who has all that and also like peace no, of mind true. and happy peace of mind and happiness no that's actually because you like think about like Britney and her Haiti like I remember watching a concert of her like when I was a kid and like the way she was dancing and like she was just like sickening yeah and it's like maybe it's not supposed to be that way because it feels like you can't have one without the other 
No, it's so true. Like, yeah, no, that's really well put. No, I, but I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe it could be that way, but it's these no, elements that make are, it so. There are definitely people who reach that level of fame and everyone struggles, but they maintain their sanity and they maintain a level as much as you can of like being grounded. Like I think Taylor Swift is a good example of that. But I think yeah. that's once in a lifetime. I think you have to literally like keep your pre-fame friends and family like so close to you. I think it's, it's possible, but it's very difficult. Yeah. And I wonder what the like differentiating factors are. And one of them is being a child star. One, because yes. you're stunted at the age that you, and like you are, you don't know anything else. You don't know how to revert back to like who you used to be. Two, you don't really have pre-fame friends because you made your friends like throughout your life and you were always famous. Taylor Swift, even though she got famous pretty young, like she went to high school, she had friends, she had a uh, Abigail. A lot of quote unquote normal experiences that I think have helped usher her through this like huge fame. And I think a lot of it has to do with your family. What is Selena's where is super Selena's close family? with her mom and her stepdad and her cousin. She goes back to Grand Prairie, Texas a lot. I was thinking that too, because oftentimes like being disconnected from your family can, can help. In, like if you're spiraling like it makes it worse um no she's super tight with her family um I think what it also boils down to and I feel like the Kardashians are saying uh, like always saying this like some people are really made for that life and some people are really not and I mm -hmm. think Selena can acknowledge like she was not meant to be this famous like it's not what she was made to do but also I think the child star element of it is really interesting especially like, I think the way Selena grew up and the way Taylor grew up is very different. Like, I think for a long time, like after Barney and stuff, Selena was the sole um, earner in her family. Like, she grew, up to a, she grew up with a single mom who was, like, working a million different jobs. And then, you know, relatively quickly, what is she, like, 13, 14 when she starts on Disney, she's making the money for the family. Mm -hmm. So that is, like, a really um, complex dynamic to throw in. Uh, yeah, and then people get used to a certain level of living. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That like you can only reach when you are having those big jobs. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, then I think it gets really nefarious when so like you have your family and then the family are bad actors. And I think that's like Britney. So she's yes. a child star. She doesn't have people she can trust and the people she should be able to trust are acting nefariously. And like it, that is just. But that's not you know, the case at all for Selena. Actually, one of the parts that no, I was like no. really moved by was, you know, she was talking about how like when she was really going through it mental health wise, like she would have these like breakdowns and she would say like the most horrible evil shit to her family, like her mom and her stepdad. And like they never once turned their back. Like they understood that like this was just par for the course with someone who's going through this. Um, and she still feels like she carries so much guilt and sadness for like the shit that she said um, to the people who were closest to her and like who still never turned their backs on her. So, um, I do feel like she has, her mom was in the documentary and her cousin, Priscilla. Wow. Okay, I'm going to check it out. Yeah. It was interesting. Are you ready for our next story, which actually um, might spark a similar conversation? Well, is it the next story that might spark a similar conversation that's sponsored by Fashion Pass? Yes. 
We know so many toasters already know and love Fashion Pass, but it is truly the steeniest clothing rental service. You'll get unlimited rentals for one flat price. And if there was ever a time to sign up for Fashion Pass, this is it. So many events, holidays, holiday parties that you need outfits for, and Fashion Pass has you covered. You want to look sickening everywhere you go, but that gets expensive when you want a new outfit for every event. Why spend $200 on one outfit when you could rent unlimited pieces for just $39? You have so much, you're saving so much money because you're not buying clothes all the time, which is also just better for the environment and is more sustainable. And clothing rental is a no-brainer, but I feel like a lot of the popular clothing rental services are just fugly. It's a great idea. Like, can I get some cute clothes? It's just like ugly crap. Um, but Fashion Pass carries like really sickening brands, really contemporary brands like For Love and Lemons, Free People, Show Me Your Moo Moo, Amanda Uprichard, like stuff that's being sold right now on Revolve, you can also rent on Fashion Pass. The trendsetter plan, that's what Jackie and I are both on. You'll get four clothing items. Or they can pick three items and two accessories for every order. You can switch out your items as many times a month as you want. So it's not like you have to wait a whole month before sending it back. And if you're not into renting and you just want to purchase something, you can actually buy anything on their site now, even if you're not a member. It's basically like Poshmark, but better because everything is in like new condition and it's so easy to browse the site for whatever you're looking for. They offer free shipping and returns. It's super easy and you can purchase brand new items or like new items for huge discounts up to 70% off, which is amazing. And we have a special discount code for you today. It is their biggest discount ever. If you go to fashion, pass.com use code toast at checkout you get $50 off your first month so you can try it for just $39 that's unlimited rentals for just $39 with code toast at fashionpass.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bolin Branch. The holidays are the most exciting time of year, and if you want to enjoy them to the fullest, you need to get your best sleep every night. And it's easier than it sounds, because all you need is the softest, most luxurious organic cotton sheets from Bolin Branch. They are made from the finest 100% organic cotton threads on earth, and they make a difference that you can truly feel night after night. We are Bolin Branch girls. Our entire houses are Bolin Branch. We both have the signature hemmed sheet collection. My uh, throw blanket, we both have the same throw blanket. I have it in blue. And it's the thing I get like the most questions on on Instagram. People are always asking me where my throw blanket's from. It's like so cute and chic. Great gift for someone. Also, just like for yourself. Um, Bolin Branch products are made differently. They uh, are made from 100% of the finest organic cotton on earth. So you are sleeping better at night and staying cool. That's a huge problem for me is sweating during my sleep. They're also free from toxins, pesticides, harsh chemicals, and they're made by artisans who earn the pay and respect that they deserve. You can give the gift of a better night's sleep with Bolin Branch. Right now, our listeners can get early access to their Black Friday sale with promo code TOAST. That's 25% off your first set of sheets and free shipping when you use promo code TOAST at bowlandbranch.com. That's B-O-L-L-A-N-D branch.com, promo code TOAST. That offer ends November 27th. So that's bowlandbranch.com, promo code TOAST, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, B-R-A-N-C-H.com, promo code TOAST. Offer ends November Great. 27th. Thanks, Clard. You're welcome. Next story, an angry Jessica Simpson is clapping back at haters after her Pottery Barn ad video went semi-viral. Jessica Simpson says she's feeling angry and defensive over comments she received on her now viral ad for Pottery Barn. The star posted a video of herself passionately singing along to her song Party of One with an emphasis on the line, I don't give a fuck about you. So she posted this video of herself singing along to her own song Party of One, which came out alongside Open Book. And she said, I needed to be in my studio today because this is where I ground myself and heal. As much as I've learned to block out destructive noise, people's comments and judgments can still hurt deeply with their incessant nagging. You will never be good enough. 
She noted that she's five years sober from alcohol and through the journey, she learned that she can get through any battle that comes her way, no matter what trolls say. Quote, I am capable of pretty much anything I care enough to put my mind to. I am present. I am deeply inspired. I am determined. I am honest. I care about other people. So let me just say, I did see the Pottery Barn video and I did raise an eyebrow. Um, only because... I love Jessica and it was out of genuine concern. I would never comment like what's wrong with her. Like people are so disgusting right. and moronic, but I love Jessica deeply and I read her book and I know about her struggles. So when I saw that, like, of course it just, it concerned me. That's all. Um, I didn't make a public statement about it cause I'm not a freak, but I did just, you know, raise my eyebrows. Her assuring us that she's doing well, like great, great. She doesn't owe us that, but it did kind of, put some of my concerns to rest I love Jessica I just want the best for her um and she she just was like looking different in the video and like like slurring a little bit yeah people were concerned about her speech and her weight and but like addiction like by the way I, her weight didn't concern me because she talked about in her book like she is a girl who fluctuates like she struggled like what's more relatable than that like extremes yeah. on both sides so like her weight didn't necessarily um like trigger anything for me because I feel like I know a lot about her and I know that like her weight is something that's constantly changing um mm -hmm. it was more so like the the slurred talking and like the kind of hazy vision um but and, and that's what I learned from Matthew Perry is like even post addiction, your addiction can take a physical toll on you, on how you talk, yeah. on just like how your body functions normally. So that could be it too. I, I, I just, I was, you know, concerned. Yeah, I agree. I'm glad she's coming on to tell us that, you know, she's fine. Her, she, she's fine. I think that is what she's saying. I think she more so was like coming for the haters because I think people were probably nasty and how mm -hmm. they were quote unquote concerned for her. I just hope with all of my heart that she's doing well and, I love that song that she was playing. I love singing. that song. So good. The songs, so she put out songs along with her audiobook for Open Book. You had to buy the audiobook in order to get access to those songs initially. So they never like have any radio moments mm -hmm. or anything like that, but they're so good. Yeah, no, I love that she's like not marketing her music. Like she's just releasing it. Like it's really like a passion of hers, like a way to express herself. But it's not really even her business anymore. Like her business is being like a lifestyle fashion girly. Yeah. I love that for her. I have her rollerblades and I actually have like a ton of her shoes. Oh yeah. I, we got the rollerblades. They were sick. They were sick. Um, so I like one thing about me, if you ever want to know what's on my mind, it's eternal peace and happiness for Jessica Simpson. Like I just genuinely want the best for her. Agreed. And that's all. That is all. Our next story, Bethany Frankel will be revisiting the housewives in a new rewatch podcast. Three years after leaving the Real Housewives of New York City, the skinny girl mogul is putting the real back in Real Housewives, as she says, with a new rewatch podcast produced by iHeartMedia. The show will be called Rewives, the first installment of which premieres November 14th. It will see Bethany watching iconic episodes throughout the Bravo franchise's history, like Scary Island from Roni, The Dinner Party, Party from Hell from Beverly Hills, the Who Gun Check Me Boo episode of Real Housewives of Atlanta, and the iconic iconic table flip season one finale of the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Each week, Bethany will be joined by unexpected thought leaders and celebrities like Elizabeth Moths, Jerry Springer, Suze Orman, Kevin Nealon, Dave Portnoy, Griffin Johnson, Marin Morris, and more. 
So I think conceptually as a podcast, this is a great idea. Like Housewives podcasts really do perform very well in the podcasting space. Um, and the concept of like rewatching iconic shows with people who you wouldn't expect but are big Housewives fans, like I think it's great. I just think the selection for Bethany is really, um, it's losery. Because I feel like Bethany in the last couple of years has really made her bones off of like being so shady towards housewives. Um, and then to kind of come back is like, it's, it's losery. I actually think that this is the shadiest thing she can do towards housewives because it's saying the show is over and now we're going to rewatch the iconic moments. It's like nothing that like, you do a rewatch podcast for something that that's ended and you want to relive it and the fans want to relive it because it's over and we have nothing left. And so her doing this is her saying the show is over. So let's go back and enjoy the great moments. Wow. That's interesting. I didn't see it that way, but I do totally see that now. Um, you know, Danny Pellegrino was doing an interview with Luann last week and he like knew that this news was going to come out. And so he was like, by the time this episode comes out, like, I think the news will come out that Bethany's hosting like a rewatch show called Rewives and he reads the whole thing and he gets Luann's like, Luann did not know. And he gets Luann's mm -hmm. like live reaction. And she was like, she basically said what I said, like, you're literally have made a career in the last few years off of like putting all of us down, distancing yourself so much, like from the housewives, like you're too good for it. And she's like, I just think it's funny how now, you know, you're back. Yeah, she said that means she's going to shit on us and her little podcast about the housewives. It's pretty sad and pathetic that she has to resort to housewives because of all of her failed pivots since the housewives. She's tried everything other than housewives and it doesn't seem to work. And now she's going back to housewives. I just want to say Luann is not wrong about that, except where Bethany has had success is in being like a TikTok talking head slash like almost troll. Um but, she, you know, she did the big shot with Bethany, never renewed. She did do, like, a few things afterwards. Um, and really the only space she's, like, had success in is social media, like podcasting, TikTok, things like that. So she's not wrong. I... I mean, I feel like Bethany exceeds most as a housewife because like she has this big personality that works well, like in this ensemble show. But I feel like on her own, like she's had so much success, like she still is so relevant. We have a headline every week about like what Bethany is saying about this or what Bethany is saying about that. And like she people love her. She has a huge fan base. I I would always like for her to come back to housewives. I don't I mean, I don't read everything she says. So maybe at one point she was shitting on housewives and then she comes back with her tail between her legs. But the idea that she's hosting this rewatch thing, like to go over, like to enjoy and explore the thing that made her famous. Like, I don't think it's so crazy or losery. I think it's like a little, a little. A little because also she does have a podcast that if it was going great, like... You don't need a second. Right, right. Good call. But. She's interesting. We'll see. I mean, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Carol also like tweeted her thoughts, oh, which yeah. were all negative. Yeah, no. Like the, I think that's how I actually found out about it. Cause like Carol's tweet had went somewhat viral. Yeah. So interesting. But to me, it's her saying the show's over. Now let's go relive it. Yeah, no, that's, that's an interesting way of looking at it for sure. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? The final story. Do 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 It's the final story. Thirty flirty and thriving. 
Thank you. You're welcome. Our fifth and final story is a little unlikely friendship news. A little unlikely friendship news? A little UFN? UFN with a sprinkle of royal news. Queen Elizabeth and Tom Cruise became secret friends before her death. Queen Elizabeth was tickled... Okay, no. Was tickled pink to make a new pal in the weeks before her death. I had sent you a story. About a person I never heard of. Okay, well, people have heard... You said this is a backup story. I said and I didn't it's need optional it. if you... Optional. But, if I need it. But you and I didn't because I had this. It. No, seriously. Seriously, no. You don't want to hear about how they had tea together and they had a secret special friendship and that she was a big fan of his, Top Gun Girly? No. Now I know Why? Thank you. Why? Because you've been doing this now. You've been putting a fifth and final story that's royal and you think I'm not going to notice because it's the end of the show. No, but it's like, it's, this isn't just like the Queen's bloomers are for sale on a Friday when there's no other stories. Like the Queen and Tom Cruise sparked up a friendship. Like that's celebrity news. It happens to be royal news, but it's celeb news. You're just being stubborn because you heard the word queen, but you're not being open-minded to the fact that it's a suitable story. But why don't you tell everyone what your, what your optional story was and they can vote. Bella Porch from TikTok is getting divorced and it's like nobody even knew she had a husband, question mark. Now vote. Sound off in the comments. Which yeah. story would you what have liked? Sounds, what sounds more interesting to you? Let's talk about both then. Okay, I'm happy the queen made a friend. Yeah. And it was Tom Cruise, your favorite guy. So he appeared as part of her Platinum Jubilee celebration and... Queenie was plagued by mobility issues and unable to meet him, but she let it be known that she was really disappointed not to have met Tom at the pageant. So he was invited to have a very special tour of Windsor Castle and with everything laid on for him. Afterwards, just the two of them had tea together. The visit was a success with Tom given the chance to fire a ceremonial gun. The source said she loved seeing him and they really hit it off, so much so that she invited him back for lunch. He was even allowed to fly in by helicopter. However, they were supposed to continue with their lunch date, but it wasn't to be as Queen Elizabeth passed away on September 8th. Very sad. It's nice. Unlikely friendship. Who'd have thought? And you know what? That's a plus in the Tom Cruise column for me because we're always unsure how to feel about him. But if no, he was I feel like approved, I'm pretty sure. I feel like you love Tom Cruise, honestly. You always fucking say that. That's not Do true. I? No, because yes. you make such a point to like slam him, but I know that like No, inside, because I feel like nobody really like Everyone has separated like Tom Cruise, the movie star from Tom Cruise, like the crazy ass Scientologist. And like, I just am here reminding people like it's the same person. Okay. All right. Now the fifth and final story, uh, Bella Porch. So TikTok star Bella Porch's entire life seems to be on display to her 92 million followers. Yet the fact that she's married is her best kept secret until now anyways, because she is filing for divorce. According to legal documents obtained by TMZ, Denari Porch, which is her her real name, a.k.a. Bella, filed docs in L.A. County to enter nearly four-year marriage to Tyler Porch. The TikTok star noted the standard irreconcilable differences as the reason that they're calling it quits. But what's interesting is that there are no photos or videos of the couple on Bella's TikTok or Instagram, and there don't seem to be any pictures of her wearing a wedding ring. The divorce documents say that she and Tyler tied the knot in January 2019, and if social media is any indicator, she seemed to be in good spirits two days before getting married, posting for a mirror picture on Instagram. So... For those who don't know, Bella Porch, like, had this one video go viral. Um, it was so dumb. Like, it wasn't anything. It was, like, the sound, M to the B, M to the B, it's M to the B, yum. Like, whatever. And she, like, did this, like, cute little head 
92 million followers. She's like, she walks in the Prada fashion show. She does Hugo Boss. Like, it's actually, it should be studied because like nobody knows anything about her. Clearly, I mean, she's been in a relationship for four years and nobody fucking knew. So the fact that she's married is so weird. I remember like people found out that like she was like in the army. And not the American army though. I'm, I don't remember where she's from, but like she was in the army for the, her home country. And people were like, shooketh. And it's like, we're, oh, and then like for a while, her videos were just her face. And then we saw her body and she is like covered in tattoos. So like people were just like, we're like, she's an ogre. Sure. She's an onion. She's layered. And now we're learning she's married. And it's like, what? I mean, honestly, props to her for like not telling the internet anything about her personal life. Yeah. Like it's, it's admirable. That's ideal. It's ideal because she's literally, she's on those lists. She must be making insane amounts of money. So what does she do now after that one video? Like, I don't even know. She just like, she, I think she does like some like Twitch, like gamer stuff. Um, she's the face of like a million brands. She released a song that had like a moment. It went like, this ain't build a bitch. You, you don't get to pick and choose. Wow. I really need a life. Um, and then she's just like always doing shit. She's like the face of brands. Like she's just always doing stuff. Got it. Every time I open my TikTok, it's like more Bella Porch branded content. She's like, she's like a Charlie, but she's like an international Charlie, like global. Oh, cool. I'll check her out. Yeah. She must be one of the top, maybe 10 or 20 most followed people. She has more followers than Addison. Because she's more global. Nice. So those were the five and a half. Five, six. Six. Well, it's Monday. You guys deserve it. Um, really quickly, I want to talk about Love is Blind. And if you have any TV you want to recap. Uh, no, I did not turn on a television. Well, the TV recap is brought to you by Skylight Frames. The holidays are just around the corner. So if you're looking for a good gift idea that your parents or in-laws will genuinely love, look no further. For a really special gift for the special people in your life, you've got to check out Skylight Frames. Skylight Frames is a photo that you can update instantly by email or from anywhere. A great way to feel closer to those you love when you're separated is with a skylight frame. It is a digital frame that you can send to. I mean, it's a great gift for someone who's like not super technologically savvy because it's super easy to set up and you can do it all from your email. So like a grandma, a mom, an in-law, it's so sweet. You can constantly be updating it with new photos. It's super easy. Everyone in the family can use the app or they can just use email to send them to the frame and the pop-up in seconds. Multiple people can send photos to the frame. It's a great way to keep large networks of friends and families in touch. It has a black and white matte so it looks like a real photo and it just adds a beautiful touch to your home it's timeless um it has a vibrant touch screen display that lets you swipe through photos even tap it a heart to let you know that the person who sent it liked it um you can choose from two size options the original 10 inch and they have a new one now it's a large 15 inch frame and they have 100 satisfaction guaranteed so if you don't love the skylight they will offer you a full refund and you can preload it with photos of special moments for the perfect personalized gift you can import pictures of you and your significant other, your spouse, grandparent, and they, it's a great way to surprise someone with photos like that they don't even know that you have because, you know, everyone has like a million, I have like 40,000 photos on my photo album and it's just a great way to like remind people of great memories. Me and Ben got it for his in-laws. It was a great gift. They love it and every time we add new photos to it, they like plots. It's really sweet. It's a great way to be like a great daughter-in-law. As a special offer, you can get $15 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com, enter code TOAST to get $15 off your purchase at Skylight Frame. You have to 
to go to skylightframe.com, code toast, S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com, promo code toast, skylightframe.com, promo code toast for $15 off of the skylight frame. Really such a great gift. Like It really is. Like it's really thoughtful. Yeah, if you order one now, you'll have like a perfect gift for someone because you will forget to get a gift for someone and then you'll have a backup skylight frame. So Love is Blind, again, they're doing like drops. So this was the second to last drop. We got one of the weddings. Um, so we know about the fate of one of the couples. And so spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the Raven and SK wedding, I am about to spoil it. So it was actually really interesting. So he is Nigerian. And his family is like very Nigerian. They take the culture very seriously. They wanted a Nigerian wedding. And Raven is like this independent girl who like, she like everyone like thought she was like the hottest girl there um and everyone wanted her and even after the pods like guys were being like weird and creepy to her but she really liked SK and she was very like hesitant at first to like dive into Nigerian culture but eventually like she really got on board and they had this beautiful wedding where they merged both the cultures and she was like this hot thing and like obviously SK was just like happy to be with her you know and so she really like fell in love with his mom and it was really sweet And her family, like, wanted no part of this, like, television nonsense. So, like, she was really leaning on his family. And they get to the altar. And he says no. Why? I don't know. And it was so shocking. Actually, his mother went to the bridal suite after the wedding and was, like, apologizing. Like, she was like, I really like you. Like, I wish. It was actually very sweet, the connection that his mom and the bride had made. And I don't know why he said no. I mean, it wasn't ideal. Like he's going to grad school for four years in Berkeley. And this season they did it based in Dallas. So everyone lived in Dallas. Um, And like, she's just like this really successful independent girly. And like, I don't think she loved the idea of like having a husband who was going to be in the next four years. Like she would have to financially support, but like she was down and she was like hysterically crying afterwards. And she was like, I was going to say yes. Like I, I couldn't believe he said no. Like I was genuinely shocked. And we didn't really even get a reason why. Is there more to come or you're not going to get a reason? So then like, then they moved on to the second wedding, but they didn't finish it. They left us on a cliffhanger. We know that um, Nancy and Bartise, who said yes? I think it was Nancy, which was like not the move on her part. Like how many, like he literally said a thousand times since the pods, like, like we're not physically connecting. Like you're not my type. Like it's so rude. And he keeps acting like you would think he's Brad Pitt. Like he's not. Like all the, so many of the guys this season have been saying to the girls, like, you're not my physical like type, but like, you know, I'm going to try and make it work because we have an emotional connection, like doing them a favor. And it's like, dude, you're fucking ugly. Like the way these guys, they think they're so fucking hot. I think that's like a, a testament though, to like guys of this generation in general. Like they really think they're something when they're not. No, but it's also like, if you're not capable of forming a connection with someone who doesn't, um, check off the physical appearance boxes, then you shouldn't go on this show. Like if Facts. you're someone who really, Facts. you know, say physical and and that's fine. Like really, if that's how you are, like if say physical is 50% and then the emotional connection is 50%, then, then you shouldn't go on the show. But if you're someone who can identify like that you really like are looking for a soulmate and you don't even have such a specific type if you did like, but it doesn't even really matter what it is, then you should go on the show. Like know yeah. yourself. No, that's a really good point. So let me just make a prediction for what's going to happen with the rest of the couples. I actually do think Nancy and Bartise will get married, and here's why. I think Bartise is, like, thirsty. Like, I think he wants to be famous, and I think he's going to do everything he can. And Nancy said yes, and if either one of them should have said no, it should have been Nancy. So I think they will get married. 
I they're trying to make us think that my girl Alexa, like Jewish queen, who is marrying like a country boy who's like Jackie, he'll do anything for her. He was wearing a yarmulke. He said to convert. Like he is obsessed with her. They've been problem free. Like we don't even see them. Like they're my favorite couple, and they've been on the screen for five minutes because they have no fucking problems. They're trying to make it seem like he shows up to the wedding like set cold feet. No, they're getting married hundred percent, and like I'm obsessed. They're getting married. Cole and Zeneb are not getting married. But I do think that Colleen and I forget his name, Matt, I think they're going to get married, even though like it actually really scares me because I see him as like a walking red flag, a really mean guy. And she's like a really sweet, like nice girl, like who just goes with the flow. And I think like I think it's a bad relationship. Like he gets drunk and like packs his bags because she went out with her friends like psychotic, you know, people like that, like fucking psychotic energy. Mm hmm. So well, I think maybe, they can, I don't know. All these people, you'd be surprised. They fake it till the end. Like no one could just break up in the middle of the show. Like they all act like they really like this person. Like that to me was the biggest thing with like shake and deep tea. Like the fact no, that right. she said no when the whole season she was acting like she didn't know about his, the mean things he was saying. Cause she didn't. And, but that like she was under his spell and really loved him. And like that is you would have thought that it wasn't even a question. But then it just turns out they've been acting the whole time because I guess either they can't go home in the middle or they, then they're out on some episodes. No, bitch, you're so fucking right. Like, the way everyone is acting, like, you think mm -hmm. they're all getting married. And, yeah, and it's like, you actually have no idea what's about to happen because they've been lying this whole time. No, you're right. Like, they lie to us. When they live in the apartments, like... People, I think you can go home in the honeymoon. Like, remember Shayna Bounce? Yeah, yeah. But nobody goes home in the apartments. And I don't know if that's because, like, the show is, like, you need to stay. And so we have a show. Or it's like, well, that's a few episodes that I wouldn't be in. I'll be no, here. you're so right. You're so right. So it's like, of course we think they're going to get married. Because they've been making us, they've literally been telling us that they are. Right. So it's like, if you can actually see that two people wouldn't get married, it must be really bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Colin's and Ob, they're not getting married. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I think the final wedding episodes come out on Wednesday. And like literally in this most recent episode, and I will be doing this on Wednesday too, like fully skipping till they're at the altar. Cause they're they literally spend 20 minutes on each couple replaying yeah. shit we've already fucking seen. I, it's I so agree. annoying. Mm -hmm. So like with Bartisa and Nancy, I was literally skipping till yeah. do you? That's where I go. But other than that, Agreed. it's been a good season. Good season. And nice they all too. say, a sa they have a statement at the beginning that gives no indication of whether they're about to say yes or no. Yes. No, they're just like, really, it's, it's like fu mind fuckery at this point. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was watching. Um, what's on tonight? Anything? I don't think so. No. But I got a lot of catching up to do on yeah. other stuff so that we can recap this week. I will try and watch Selena's. Yeah, I would love to know your thoughts. Yeah, I would love, I would to, love to share. I would love to thoughts. have. I would like to, love to have some thoughts. And please, if you saw the documentary, share your thoughts in the in the comments. I'm, I'd be curious to know. Mm -hmm. That's our show. Can you believe it? It is. It is. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Toast the Monday Morning Show where we deliver the fast five stories you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere. Podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places where we listen to podcasts. Find us the Toast and leave a five-star review about how wickedly talented we are. Hope you guys have an amazing Monday. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. We'll see you tomorrow. And tomorrow's election day. So either oh, vote right. before the toast or vote after the toast. We'll remind or you vote tomorrow. Today if you can. But if you're someone who like listens to the toast on your commute home, 
So this is we, your reminder. This is a reminder for tomorrow because you might not listen to tomorrow's episode while the polls are still open. It is a privilege to vote. And I'm proud to be it. Oh, my, look at my sweater. Oh, shit. I, I should have worn this sweater yesterday. Wear it tomorrow. tomorrow. Sorry. I'm Wear it again. Now, okay. And I'm proud to be an American. Where at least I know I'm free. And I won't forget. Okay, I don't want to actually make a mockery of this song. It's like a good song. No, it's a gorgeous um, song. Have a great day, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.